Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. And today we've got a very special guest here today. It is Dave Dubbin, and he is someone that is passionate about finding your calling in this world. And when you find your calling, it uh, you add more value to the world. And more importantly, you have happiness and joy in your heart. Dave, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's great to be here. So one of the things we were talking about just before we went live was you were saying, you know, when you find your passion, people can feel it. So continue on that thread. It's uh the energy that someone puts out when when you're speaking to them, you can truly tell how passionate they are. And and it's the intangibles that you see, how happy someone is to share their knowledge or, or connect with you or, or help you. And to see that passion is 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 absolutely amazing. Um, I think in today's age, you know, there's so much more information and access out there that uh, and people are a lot more open to doing self-reflection and saying, Hey, does, what is my passion? And, and understanding that your passion can change over time and, and, and you shift goals and, and what you want to do to, to fit it accordingly. So just before we came on air, I was doing an interview with uh, a leadership team member in a company in uh, in Maryland. And uh, what I'll be doing is transforming their management team. So they basically will take a bullet for each other. They'll be on the same page, going in the same direction, and it'll be not about me and my department. It's like, how can I serve the company to achieve these spectacular results? And the reason I got the gig was uh, the president uh, liked me a lot and said, you know, I've heard great things about you. I want you to do this. But the CEO was like old school, started the company, and he's like, all right, tell me what you're going to do, and why should I talk to you? And then they took a couple of calls, and he finally said, do you know why we hired you? And I go, no. He says, only one word. And I go, what's the word? He goes, passion. I could tell that this is something you're passionate about, helping teams become spectacular. And uh, so one of the things you do, Dave, is you have a, a real estate team, right? I do, yeah. So how many people in the team? Uh, we're currently five and expanding to six. Nice. So one of the things that I find is this, is that you can have teams or companies or organizations where it's like, you know, we are dedicated to the empowerment of our employees, the furtherment of our customers, and being, you know, environmentally uh, responsible and all those beautiful things. And when you talk to the employees, what's this company like? They go, oh, all that stuff on the wall, that's bullshit. We don't do any of that. We just talk about it, but we don't actually do it. And so a great leader figures out what would be the values and the culture that I want to build and not install it here but install it here in the heart. A, do you think that's the job of the leader? And if so, how are you actually uh, manifesting that? Uh, great question. Um, so uh, I guess I, I've sort of taken my my view on sales and, and how I, I work with people and, and extended that to my team. And, and for me, it's uh, I understand that I I really enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. 
and it's the intangibles associated with that. And it's, you know, whether it's um, right now trying to navigate the rental market in, in Toronto, finding a one bedroom condo as, as a university student is extremely challenging um, or you're helping someone sell a multi-million dollar property. It's, it's making sure that, that you have their best interest and, and that you're helping them and to see how happy they are and, and really putting the client's needs first. That that's always excited me. And it's, I have a background in coaching um, through sports. And, and so when I look to expand my team, I'm looking for people who have a similar mindset mm-hmm. and, and really try to create that family where we're all looking to to take care of each other, but also to take care of our clients as well. Absolutely. And kind of what the way I see it is, uh, you know, if you can get people with common cause and having that mindset, but being individual. So we don't want to actually take away the individuality, but we do want people that put. So I think one of the things that intrigues me is uh, intent. Like my intent in this interview today is to learn something freaking cool. I'm not sure what it is, but we're going to have a great conversation. And I've got this curiosity. And uh, my goal is to get something meaningful out of you, Dave. So, you know, no pressure. But if my intent was to look good, it's all yeah. about me. I could talk a good game, but you would sense that, wait a minute, there's something I miss here. So talk to me about how you see intent first in your previous career when you were uh, a sports coach. Yeah. And then let's bring it into kind of real estate and business. But go back to sports. Tell me about intent where you found it and the, the athlete had the right intent. And also when you were coaching someone that perhaps didn't have the right intent. Yeah, my my, my athletic background um, I, I spent, uh, I'll say five years, uh, working overseas as a professional water skier and stunt performer in sort of your, uh, theme park type shows. Nice. So, you know, we're on the water performing the, the athletic component of it, but now you arrive to stage and now you've got to act as right. well. Um, so it's, uh, and one of the biggest lessons I learned there about in- intent is, is to move with purpose when you're on stage. If you're going to do something, you know, do it with intent, have, you know, ha- have that, have that passion for whatever it is you're doing in the moment to do that. And, and it's also combined with that is, is when not to do that. So if, if someone else on the team or it, that's their moment to shine, you, how do you direct attention towards them and, and don't take it and wait for your opportunity to, to do it? And that's, you know, that's how the, the team works together and how the story is being told. Brilliant. So as you, uh, you know, bring agents on board, yeah. sometimes you get someone that's almost a fit, but then as they come in and they get, I'm going to call it indoctrinated, which is actually could be a really good word into kind of what the vibe is of your team. And you have to kind of coach them to tweak them a little bit without naming names. Can you kind of walk us through one of those where, you know, it's hard to find somebody that's an absolute perfect fit and nor should you, but it's about, you know, there's a good connection. How do we tweak it? So, my approach is one, I, I look at any relationship, any person I meet, I can, I can learn something from them and they can probably learn something from me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to find, you know, hey, you can teach me this, I can teach you that. And together we can make something better. Um, is, is something that I've always taken, taken the approach meeting someone new to or, or somebody I've known who's coming on the team. Um, but when I look at, at my team, I, I look at it as one, we're a team, but it's also everyone has their own business within the team. Mm-hmm. And it's how, how can we work together so that we can deliver 
to your clients the best possible product? And also, how can we grow your team to the level of su- success that you want? Um, you know, everybody's different to what their goals are and what they actually want in terms of that. And it's, um, you know, whether we sit down and, and work on on the the lead generation process or you know how, how do you deliver your your listing presentation you know we can work on all those skills but it's it, it's also i've always had a sort of a challenge by choice is you know i'll lay it out for you but you really have to work on self identifying what you want to work on and mm-hmm. how we can improve that together and and for you to set the goal and, and own the goal then we can work on achieving that together brilliant uh, sometimes it's easier to see greatness in others than seeing it in ourselves. Absolutely. So part of your job as coach is seeing the greatness in your team members. What do you do when they can't see it themselves? Um, I, you know, everyone needs a boost of confidence every now and then. And it's, it, sometimes it's, it's just sitting down and, and let, let's revisit your journey that you've gone through so far. You know, whether you've been doing it for a year or five years, let, let's revisit some of the successes and what, what was your vision and, and your mindset at that time. And now you're doing something that you never would have seen yourself doing at that point. But we as human beings tend to be negative on ourselves, right? And it's easy it's, to do. We're chasing perfection and you're never going to reach it. So, how do you stop to enjoy the moment and and embrace the successes that you have and, you know, get a good mindset? Yeah, so for me, when I'm working with teams, it's like I never want you to be the best team. You may end up as number one as a byproduct, but if I could help you guys focus on better, and, and part of that Absolutely. is deconstructing what we've done, and sometimes you do something brilliant, and it's like, well, what the frick did we do that was so brilliant? Like, what caused this success? And sometimes it's what we've always done, and sometimes it's like, oh, wait a minute. Here's a nuance that we did. And on the other side, when things go badly, it's like instead of beating oneself up, it's more like be the uh, scientist and look at it, say, huh, when they said this, I said that and went sideways. Like what was going on there? And they can go to the team leader and say, hey, this was going on. And they said this. I thought it was perfectly fine to say this. And then you're like, no, no, wait a minute. There's so many variables when you're doing sales. When, anytime you're acting and interacting with other human beings, there's so many variables you know, what, what might work for 60% of the people you talk to might not resonate with, with someone else. Um, I, I was lucky to be introduced to through coaching uh, about the different types of communication, you know, um, and how to, you have to know your audience, but at some point you don't know your audience. So it's, I don't know if you're a visual learner or you're an audio learner, mm-hmm. or kinesthetic learner. So I have to, until I know that, present on on all levels to make sure that I'm I'm communicating with you and Cover then all the basis. Yeah, th- then once I understand that hey, you might be an accountant and you're really all about the numbers, mm-hmm. then I can focus a little bit more on on that aspect of it. What do you do, Dave, when you have people that are actually for whatever reason, uh 100 people that are uh, olfactory, they're all about smell instead of visual. There are, there's a very small percentage of the public that actually that's their main modality is the sense of smell, and once in a while you hear it where they go, you know, uh, something doesn't smell right here. <laughs> I, uh, Use that kind of languaging. Well, you know, I, I can give you the uh, the classic real estate answer. You know, at the open house, we we will we'll, we'll bake the cookies and the apple oh, yeah, pie. Absolutely. But it, it, it's it, it's more about to me. You know, it, it's always listening and trying to communicate and having the other person understand that that you hear them and understand what they're looking for and, and how you connect, um, whether it's identifying and, and recognizing to them that, hey, 
I'll try and bring you places that smell nice. But it's uh yeah. it, it's understanding what they're trying to communicate and confirming that with them that really, really helps. And I think we live in a world that is really busy and, you know, this device is pinging all the time. And even our family members that love us are distracted most of the time. So when you can uh, honor the person you're with, with total attention, uh, it goes a long way. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big component of, Hey, you know, if, if I'm interacting with friends or family, it's like, let's put down the phone. You know, it, it, you don't have to, to answer it. You know what? Speed to lead is important, but so is, so is being present and enjoying the company of the people you're with. Um, so, you know, find, find a time and a place for everything and, and, and make sure you, you're present in the moment. Yeah. I was working with this one team and they had the money phone. This is the money phone. Yeah. And so they would pass it around. So when, uh, one admin was, you know, with family, Another admin was getting the call so they could actually be focused on the phone, but it's not something you're with family or with a client and all of a sudden it rings and you have like panic. So there's, you know, strategies to be put into place because speech to lead is important, but you can outthink a problem if you want to. Absolutely. You can overthink it and think it for sure. I find in my industry, it's, um, and it happens with a lot of new agents is they can't set that boundary with their clients being like, Hey, you know what? I, I take. Sundays or I take Mondays off. That's, that's some me time. And, or, you know what? Hey, we're going into a long weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to be up at the cottage. So, you know, I'll, I'll check my email here and there. If you really need something, I, this person on the team will get back to you. Um, but, you know, setting boundaries. I mean, as soon as you do with people, they go, Oh yeah, you should have some time off. That, that is important. Um, and, you know, from our mindset, we think, oh, our client asked me, I've got a text back within 30 seconds to show them that I'm engaged. But it's okay. Life happens. You know, you get stuck in traffic like today. Yeah. And uh you could have freaked out about it. I could have freaked out about it. But it was like, hey, I just actually landed a coaching client while I was waiting for you. So next time, be late again. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh Dave, as a leader, you know, you need to always be improving. So Absolutely. what are the areas that you're playing with right now to be a better, stronger, faster Dave? I am right now I'm, I'm in a, a phase where I just, I, I want to collect and refocus, um, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm doing those fundamentals correctly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I always find kind of the end of the summer, it's, uh, you know, you're not, you're not doing all, all those fundamentals that you should be doing. You, you've, you've taken a vacation and, and let things slide. So it's, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm doing all the things that I'm accountable to myself and to the team on. And, uh, and I'm a big component of making sure that you're doing those. And, and that's a, you know, the unspoken side of leadership. Absolutely. I think you kind of hit that word, the fundamentals, because, uh, no matter who you are, what you're doing, it, we lose sight of the fundamentals because we get more sophisticated or lazy or whatever. And yeah. whenever we want to like, uh, reacquire our excellence is going back to the fundamentals. And if you don't lose it in the first place, that's a blessing. I say to my team, like, I'm very transparent with them. I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, this month has, hasn't been the best in terms of, you know, doing the dials for myself, but that's okay. That happens. And, you know, that's my body telling me and my mind telling me, hey, you need a little bit of a break. So let's, let's enjoy August and, and take some downtime. But knowing that come next month, we're going to be refocused and, and rededicated to it. So you have to find the balance. You can't be making your, your whatever number of phone calls, 10,000 phone calls a day, not sleeping. Um, it, it doesn't work.
Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that Bruce Lee quote. I'm going to paraphrase it here. I don't fear the man that knows 10,000 kicks. I fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. Absolutely. So I had this interesting thing. I do these workshops, and at the end of the workshop, I get this uh, pine board. It's one inch by 10 inches by 10 inches, and people write down their biggest fear, and they break through it. And uh, at this one particular uh, event, this woman comes up to break her board, and she does. She says, oh, I used to do Taekwondo. And she comes back a little while later and says, can I try breaking two boards? And I go, sure, and put down two boards. She goes, oh, yeah, and she breaks two boards, and she's super excited. I'm excited. And then she comes back a little later, Umar, can I try three boards? And I said, sure, put down three boards. She doesn't break through, but something in that is like, you know, I've only broken one board, and it's like I'm the instructor, and it's like something about my manhood was challenged. So the very next uh, retreat, we had boards left over, so I had three boards on the pedestal, and I had just seen this documentary. It was about Nike, the guy that uh, designed the Air Jordans. Yeah. And he used to be a coach for uh, pole vaulters. Okay. And he said something about, you know, when you're doing pole vaulting, you cannot try. It's either you fully commit or you get injured. And so go for it. And so when I went to break the board, it was like, I don't care if my hand falls off. I am giving it everything I've got. And something amazing happened. I broke through the three boards. And it was one-tenth of the pain I thought it would be. It was like, actually, no big deal. And had I hesitated, I may have broken through the boards or not, but it would have hurt a lot. But fully committing and hitting through just allowed me to go through. And I think that's the next subject I want to bring up is fear. Because a lot of times your agents and and you, Dave, have the capacity and the know-how to do something But when fear comes up, we pull our punches. So talk to me about uh, a time in your life where fear came up and how you overcame it. Uh, So I'll, I can give you a a sports one and then I can give you the, uh, uh, real estate equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, doing some of the stuff I, I did water skiing, I would do, you know, they added stunt stuff into it. So you're doing fire burns, you're doing high falls, you're rappelling. Um, and then, you know, you're, you're going off jumps, doing spins and flips and all that sort of stuff. And for me, there, there was stuff I did that, that scared me every day. But I, for me, the, the true adrenaline was being able to do it and own it and master that. And it still, it still scared me every time I did it. But I, but I was a hundred percent confident that I could do it. That's, uh, a, I'm going to pause you right there just for a moment. And I think, uh, that kind of fear is really useful because, uh, uh, biologically fear, puts you at your strongest, fastest, very best self. Yeah. And so if you're going to channel the fear in the right way, it allows you to perform at your highest level. So it sounds like that's what you were doing. It focuses you mentally and physically. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no margin for error because you know what the consequences are. And when you get dialed in like that, boom, every time, locked in. Brilliant. So now let's go to sales where fear came up. I did, you know, doing sales, whether it's, it's, uh, the cold calling or even the warm calling of a lead. And if that's knocking on a door in person yeah. or if that's, uh, making, picking up the phone and, and dialing them, um, you know, we'll, we'll do email videos as well. Um, getting in front of a camera to, to do a video for, for a property or whatever it is. It, it's the fears there and it's the more you do it, the less, the less there is, but it's yeah. still always there. So it's, you know, our minds are our worst enemy, and it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to knock on this door, and the person's going to slam the door in my face and yell at me, and but they'll actually go, oh, hey, actually, I was thinking about this, um, yeah, uh, be- because my mom wants to move, or my neighbor's thinking about doing it. You know, I-, I think we're a few years out, but why don't you go talk to them? Actually, you know what? Why don't I introduce you? So and pause so- right there. You know what's kind of interesting? Some agents will go, thank you, and some agents will go, 
really? And they, they, in disbelief that this is happening, but it's happening. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's our level of comfort in our own skins dictates how we see the world. And even if we're comfortable in our skin and fear comes up, we can handle it a lot better. It's when we have doubts and uncertainties and fear comes up. And then that just magnifies the fear and uh, sometimes can, uh, can block us. And there's a quote from uh, the bard, Shakespeare, furious is getting so angry that you take action. Interesting. Yeah. I, it's, I think to tie it back, what, what you're talking about is, is to, to look back and, and reflect on what you've done. And I'm not a big baseball guy, but you know, to, to be a successful baseball player, you know, it's, you're hitting the ball 30% of the time. Right. And it's like, Oh, okay. And you know, with online leads, if you're in the three to five, you know, three to 5% range, like you're a rock star. Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's so that's that's ninety five times you're no luck. Nobody well, answers wrong phone number, whatever it is. One of the things I like to point out to people, Dave, you may not have realized this, but uh you're not dead. I mean, you should have been dead like twenty, thirty times. Like oh, with I'm... like rejection and your sports activity and that. And when people go, Yeah, all that shit I was scared about never actually came to fruition. I am perfectly fine, I'm over here. So, Dave, before we part company, I have two questions for you. Yep. Number one, uh, what makes you happy? Oh, um, there's, there's a lot of different things that make me happy, but it's, it's, I, I've always found a, a big happiness. Uh, you know, we briefly talked before we got on about photography and mm-hmm. wh- whether it's, it's giving a photo to somebody else and seeing how happy they are or, or it's the intangible of helping someone with a sale to see how happy they are. It's, nice. it's working with others and to help them achieve their goals has always been a very rewarding thing to me. Ah, love it. And uh, one of the things I tell people is if you're not feeling your very best today, go help someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Second question. What is a mind hack or a technique you use to allow you to be more productive, happier, sexier, sleep better, eat better? Like, what's the mind hack you'd like to share? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story from, uh, from, from water skiing. We, we would do, you know, everyone at that level was very proficient, but you would fall on something and then you might fall on the next show on it and then you fall on three shows. And now, now this is a mental thing. It's not a physical oh, yeah. thing. And so, you know, we, we would, we would all coach each other and, you know, cause someone on the team was very proficient in A and you were proficient in B and, and you do that. And I, one of the best, coaching that, that I shared with people is I'd say, Hey, just sing to yourself. And they go, what? I'm like, your, your mind knows how your body knows how to do this. You're just overthinking it. And so what's your favorite song? Oh, okay. It's I'm a little teapot and I want to hear you over the engine of the boat. And so it, it, it spread wildly through the team. Everyone started singing to themselves when they, I love that. That's genius. Because, because you don't have time to get into that negative. Oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? It's just go out and execute. We, we don't, and I used to say to them, maybe it's a little harsh, but it's, we don't pay you to think, we pay you to do. And so I, I know you can do, I know you know you can do, but when you start thinking about it, that, that's, that's Boy. trouble for everybody. So I went to, uh, Home Depot, uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this guy was like that. And they go, can I ask you a question? He goes, sure. Do you stutter when you sing? 
No, I said, why don't you just sing at Home Depot? You'll be like a star in the entire chain. How can I help you today? So it's kind of interesting that we stutter in one area and singing. So I'm going to write that down, Dave. That is like a genius thing. Sing to yourself. And I'll break it down a little bit further to you. So it's, it's not just turning off the mind, but when you sing, it forces you to breathe. So it gives your body the oxygen. When, when you don't sing and when you get tense, your, your muscles are contract. You have to be relaxed to do it. Yeah, absolutely. now one of the major sports I do is golf and it's, you have to be relaxed to hit a golf ball. You're it's, it's, it's golf is torture on yourself, right? It's you have a horrible day and then right at the end you hit a great shot and and you're like, ah, I'm fucked again. So it's, it's just accepting that you're not going to be perfect all the time and, and to really embrace the times that you are perfect and and when you're not, it's okay. Let's uh, let's figure out a way to to get out of this and form out a plan and try and execute it. Ah, love it. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really learned a lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to our next uh, conversation. Same here. Thanks, man. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 